Hello and welcome back to Franchise Sports Talk Baseball. Uh, we have had a lot of deals and a lot of money handed out since our last podcast a couple of weeks ago. Um, so we're going to go through them and tell all the major league teams what they've done wrong. <laughs> <laughs> As we tend to. Um, so where should we start, Sam? It's a, a difficult one, isn't it? Because there's a lot has happened. There's been a yeah. lot of money. It um, like they had a lockout and then just decided we're not going to do any of the stuff that they were doing for years before, and they've gone back to like the contracts that are very, very win now. Yeah, and a lot of these, it. even the ones that look like yeah, they're a great player. This is they're not going to look good in a few years. Um, I assume. I mean, should we just start with the big one? Anyway, yeah, we should also mention, I guess, that we've not when we're recording, and this could change like any moment. There's no Carlos Correa, Swanson, or Radon contracts. They're the big ones that haven't happened, aren't they? Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, yeah, at this time of year, that could be at any point. Although, also with like Correa last year, who knows that it might be that he doesn't sign for a few months, or it could be imminent. We'll probably come on to him in a minute, anyway. Um, a bit more. Um, so when I say the big one, I mean, we all know who that is, don't we? Literally. Big in two ways. In stature and contract and home run totals. Yeah, more than two ways then. It's Aaron Judge, who has had a uh, a nine-year, $360 million contract to go back to the Yankees. Uh, and really, I mean... If the Yankees just extended him last year, um, they would have saved themselves probably hundred I mean, million dollars. Hundred million, probably. This was, if you take out like the Giants fandom part, where it was easy to get excited about the fact that he's from North California and all this stuff. I think I said in our last podcast or our preview of the off season or whatever it was, I just didn't see how they could let him go. It would yeah. be like the worst PR thing ever. Um, it's it's hard. Like I don't. It's not a bad contract. Like it's kind of what I was expecting for him, I guess. But the the health thing is still like real. Although he played one five seven last year and one four eight in twenty twenty one. Twenty eighteen he was one hundred and twelve games. Twenty nineteen he was one hundred and two games. Yeah. It's like which one of those players you get is quite a big swing because yeah. when he's played, he's basically been an elite hitter. For a long More time, elite. it's like when he's had a full season, he's like MVP level pretty much. Um, but he's going years, into his age 31 season, yeah. Although he did, he came through late, but I don't know how much that matters because obviously, he still would have had all the years in the minors, yeah. Um, he is the kind of player though that. Giving that kind of contract might not be totally disastrous, like nearer the end of it. Like if, as long as he keeps his, you know, he keeps his bat speed. Like he, he's probably going to end up DHing a lot now anyway. And if he just becomes a full time DH in a few years, it's like he's definitely got the bat for that. Like he could just go from being like a great outfielder to being the best DH in the league. So. It's the health thing that's the only concern here. And the thing is, he's now had two 
pretty much completely healthy years or completely healthy years. Um, they also were not in like a negotiating position. No. I don't really know what they could do. Like most franchises, if a player did that for them, would be under pressure to not let them go. But when you're the Yankees and everyone expects you to spend that sort of money, I, I, they didn't really have a choice. So it's, I don't, in a way, I don't have that much to say about this. Is like you said, it could age actually quite nicely. There's still probably some pain at the end because not many guys yeah. are that good a hitter and they're going to be paying yeah. $40 million a year. I guess the other thing to consider as well is even though the salary is absolutely huge, with the way salaries tend to go up in sports and in baseball, like, I don't know. I don't know if they've gone up hugely recently, but in America... I think they, sports, have, they, I think they have the last they few have, years. Yeah, like annual salaries. Um, by the end of that contract, 40 million might not look as ridiculous as it does now. I mean, it's record. Isn't it rec- is it a record? No. So, I mean, it's the biggest yeah, free agent yeah. deal ever. Yeah. It really depends on how he ages, because, like, even if he declines a little bit, that amount of money is just, like, like you said, with inflation of salaries, it could be fine, to be honest. Like, if he's a yeah. if he's a 900 OPS DH, no one's going to care. Even if he's, like, an 850 OPS with loads and loads of home runs, no one's going to yeah. care about that contract. And there's a good chance. I mean, he's... He is going to carry on hitting loads and loads of home runs while he's like a competent player. Like even even if he drops off, he's still you're still going to have lots of home runs from him. He also he also might just win like three or four more MVPs in the rest yeah. of the contract, and then you don't care about the last two years. Yeah, if, like you say, if he, if he has some more fully healthy years, he is. Yeah, he's just like the best hitter in the league, pretty much when he is. Or maybe the best is a bit far, but. He's like top two or three hitter, basically, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and usually one of the other guys has an injury. So, you know. Yeah. If he's fully healthy, he wins the MVP, maybe. The the thing is, and I guess it's obvious because of how great he's just been, but of the mega contracts that have been handed out, that's the one I feel best about. Even, Even though, though the AAV yeah, is so... so yeah, the AAV is massive. But, um, so in my list here... For instance, we've got we've got Trey Turner eleven three hundred million, Bogarts eleven two eighty, and then shorter but nuts AV is Degrom and five one eight five. Yeah, and if I'm are, honest, I don't. Those are the like, next three biggest. I don't feel great about any of those. Like as as the pain at the end is going to be like you're, they're going to be good enough to outweigh the pain. I feel like with each of those, there is potential for it to like stink for quite a while. And like really, and while yeah. the pain is not as bad because the AAV is lower, you're looking at like 11 years for Trey Turner is is quite concerning. And I also want to make a point on that that the Phillies have done. They did it with Harper as well. They're basically keen to push down AAV by making the deals longer. And everyone gets all giddy about this. We all seem to we're meant to be really excited. They've gone to 11 years. I think it's like a really bad thing for the sport yeah. to do that. Because what it does, it just means that like when this team dies off, they're going to be like so completely screwed, and it's going to be longer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like Turner's obviously a great player at the moment, but like a forty-year-old Trey Turner, I can't imagine what that's going to look like. Not good. I, yeah, I mean, probably not good. I mean, he's he's not going to be worth the twenty-seven million he's getting paid, 
Um, but it's like, yeah, you know, it's, I could see a world where he, I don't know, maybe he's Omar Vizquel and he can, he's still like, he's, although he's, he's not that like elite of a defender, is he? Do you want something interesting on this? And this applies to both Turner and Bogarts. Turner had a plus 12 outs above average at shortstop in 2018. He was minus three in 2020 in the short season. And then he was dead average last year. So he's already like not. Yeah. I I don't know what he is there. Like, and I get a lot of his um, value. If you're just looking at like war tales, which obviously is a lot of what um, I think France has made decisions on these days. A lot of that comes from his speed at the moment. And he's obviously just a good base runner as well. Even if he's not very steel base, it's, it's like nice to have that speed. And that's saying you definitely expect to drop off. Like, I mean, like even like five-year-old Trey Turner when you're in the middle of that contract, I don't know, he's not going to be the same player he is now. Um, having said that, he's also just a good hitter. That's said on the last podcast. He, I, he, he's a good hitter. He could still be a decent hitter and play like a, one of the like more premium positions if, if it's not shortstop, like second maybe, but he's not. Yeah, it, he's he's like the level of player is now. He's definitely drop off. Whereas with Judge, it's like he could carry on being this good, or maybe not as good as last year. But the player he's been on average so far in his career, you feel like that could carry on for like the majority of this contract. With Turner, I don't think that is the case. The the thing with Turner as well is, so like you said, he's not. He's a good hitter. He's had years where he's been a bit better than that. His OPS was like 800 last season. And it's what I mean about like when there's a deal this long, you're basically accepting it's going to be bad at the end. And potentially, I think, like a few years, it could be quite bad at the end with this one, given, like you said about the speed. His game, he's still a good player without the speed. But like if the bat then declines at all as well, you're paying an enormous amount of money for a guy that might be like a just above average hitter and like a not great defender sort of thing because yeah, like there's average not short, average hitter average shortstop kind of thing but he's only he an average shortstop with... now yeah with his speed and i think like trey turner is like a, he's a really fun player to watch and a like not quite mvp but like he's he's in that he's between mvp and all-star kind of player isn't he if you're going to give him the fact that he, this has gone to 300 million so if you did that over eight years I just feel like quite a lot better about it because I'm sort of in this. Yeah, you can get five years out of him. I feel like getting five like years around where he is now. He's also pretty durable. Like the last few years, he's not yeah. missed many games. But that's not always going to be the case unless he's like an all-time freak because people just there's very very few players that don't get hurt when they're playing every day into their thirties. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. How do you think that contract compares to the Bogarts contract then? Which one is worse? Also 11 years. So he's a year younger. Only 280 million. Turner is. Uh, Bogarts is. Is he? Yeah, I think so. Unless I've got it the wrong way around. On, on my screen, I've got it. It's the other way around. Oh, I must, I'm after the wrong way around. We would also explain why Bogarts had um, the slightly smaller deal, I guess. Yeah, although same length. So Bogarts is tied up till he's like forty-one. Yeah, I, I've got to be honest. This contract, I was, I think everyone was surprised the Padres did it, and I was just confused. So he was 
above he was five outs above average in the positive in 2022 but he's been like a really bad defensive shortstop by like most metrics for most of his career i'm guessing he's going to end up at second base like sooner rather than later and he's like a he's like a high floor hitter it feels like with like a high babbit but he doesn't walk a great deal and he doesn't have massive power no, which you, I feel like those are the ones that are more sustainable as you age. The walking and power, like, maybe. I don't know. He, he don't feels know like true. he could that's be a very work. expensive second baseman. Yeah. The other thing, obviously, with it is there's, well, there's obviously the doubt over what's happening with Fernando Tatis. Um, yeah. But even so, like, I mean, not, not long ago, he was like their franchise player. I mean, maybe still will be. I mean, they kind of need him to be. Um, but having two $300 million shortstops is... Well, they tried to tease in the outfield, didn't they? Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. It doesn't seem like... I don't know, that that clever? Because the other thing is with, with these guys, or well, all, like all shortstops pretty much... A lot of their value does come from the fact they are shortstops. I mean, Tatis obviously would be a, like an like all star here anywhere. Um, but like Bogarts, he's had really great years at the plate. I mean, twenty nineteen mainly. He's generally like good, like above average. I mean, what well, above average is harsh. He's, he's a good hitter. Um, but if he's not playing short, he's then not. He's not a superstar then. With that, those hitting numbers. No, and they can't put him at third even because they've got another guy there. Yeah. I did wonder, slightly, perhaps like mischievously, if this does mean they are considering a Tatis trade. Maybe it is. Maybe that's it. It's going to dump him. Although I think Mercado can opt out soon, can't he? Maybe he's kind of insurance against that. But yeah, you asked between the two contracts. I I prefer the Turner one, I think. Yeah, I, I think I would say so too. Um, I'm not entirely sure why. I mean, they're both bad. But I think the Padres thing is just the Tatis factor as well in that. He's just... Not great. It's, if it, they are trying Tatis, it's like, okay, we've lost, like, we, we're getting rid of Tatis. So we'll just sign another shortstop for, like, give all his money to another shortstop. But Bogarts is not the same player as Tatis. No. I feel like the defense stuff with them is, like, a really big factor here as well. Is guys who hit like them and are plus defensive shortstops is one thing. Whereas both these players, you look at them and it's like, I don't know, there's like not much margin for error with whether they're a shortstop going forward. Yeah, they're, they're already not elite shortstops, are they? And like you said, the positional value. So I think I would take Turner. And the speed thing a little bit for me too is like, he's played some centre field even, is like, there's a bit of, while that's kind of a concern as well, is there's that, well, if his speed lasts for a few years, that like boosts the floor of what his production is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think in the short term, like if you if you're not 
talking about the length of it at all and you're talking about win now, I think Turner is definitely the better deal. I think that adds a lot to that Phillies team for the next couple of years at least. Yeah, what I don't like about it is a broader problem really is that yeah. these deals exist in baseball in a way that there's there's just like yeah. there's a definite downside for a long period. Um but for like the Phillies just got to the World Series, add Trey Turner to that team, then it's like a hell of a deal. Yeah. But yeah, like like you say, it's kind of exciting for the Phillies right now. Um but just I just don't think about the late this. part of the twenty twenties at all. Yeah, I because I, I think a lot of teams, a lot of people complaining about teams not trying to win. And a big part of that last few years, it feels like a lot of the contracts have ended now. And there was kind of a bit of a period, as you said, where teams didn't give out these contracts. Although then a few have been given out again the last few years. And obviously a lot more now, maybe even like, even more aggressively than the last few years with Mercado and um, Corey Seager and such. And Harper. Um but we've had a period, it feels like, where there was a lot of teams with these guys at the back end. I mean, some of them are still there, which basically really makes it a lot harder for your team to be competitive. Even and the that, Giants had players are guys that are a lot. I mean, no offense to some of these guys, like, well, Turner and Bogarts. It's like some of those guys were guys that were a lot um, higher level talent, I'd say, than them even though those are still elite players but you know like well Pujols and Cabrera we're talking like two of the all-time greats all-time great hitters and those are the sort of players as well like like I'm saying with Judge that like you think oh they they would they could age well and to a certain extent maybe well Pujols probably not but Cabrera even to a couple of years ago even when he's pretty old was still really good so to a certain extent they they've maybe not They've not aged particularly badly because if they if they'd aged any better, they'd be they would be like the all time great hitters, not just among them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, so then, giving those sort of contracts to these guys, who already have like never been at the level that those guys were. If like the, I mean, these teams, or if they manage to dump the contracts at some point, someone is just going to be saddled with that. That's going to stop them being competitive, which is just bad for the sport i know the answer is then always why don't you just spend a bit more um when you're stuck with one of these contracts which is like it's fine to say that and the owners could do that if they really wanted to sure other than the fact there are luxury tax penalties but it's just not realistic that's not how this game works if if they're not going to then just then which they're not that they've got a certain amount they're going to spend using up a big chunk of that it just you can tweet as much as you like saying the owners should spend. Why do people not want to win? But the truth is they're not going to spend repeatedly on these contracts. And in fact, even the team that's setting historic payroll records had their own moment of that this year. Jacob deGrom, their homegrown megastar pitcher, they let go for five years and 185 and instead went for Verlander two years and 86 million. Even yeah. the Mets, this is what it proves with these contracts. Like Even the Mets looked to one for their own guy. Yeah, I just went. Nah, no, nah, we can't do that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that Degrom contract hadn't happened when we last did that podcast, did we? Because that was a bit earlier than these others. Yeah. So I guess we should talk about that because that is um, that came out of nowhere. To be honest with me, I didn't expect the Rangers to be doing that. I um, I was absolutely stunned 
In my notes, I've put Rangers are like magpies. Yeah. Because their last off-season was just for Chase, the, the shiny thing that we could throw money at, and it didn't work. And they've just done it again. Yeah. And also, he's not not actually pitched that much last few years. He had three straight 200-inning seasons either side of his 30th birthday, and he hasn't pitched 100 innings since. That does include the pandemic season. Not even 100. No. And it's like when he has pitched, like he was even last season, yeah. is he still looks great. But it's like, well, if you're paying him that amount of money, you can't just look great for 60 yeah. innings a year. And he, yeah, and that could legitimately be a thing where he is just, I know he's just aging and like he's not going to pitch that much. Because he was never, a, I mean, before those 200 inning seasons, Tanya had injury problems before that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Bit. So it's like he's he's not this super durable guy. He's already like who knows if he's going to pitch. I mean, he's probably going to pitch two hundred innings again. Oh god, no! He's never going to have a two hundred innings season again. But like, who knows? Is he going to get to one hundred and fifty again? I, mean, I would. I genuinely don't. I wouldn't feel great at evens putting money on that. I really wouldn't. Because the yeah. thing with pitch, he's so he's now like well into his thirties. And with pitchers, when the injury stuff starts hitting them, the guy I'm about to mention is like the the kind of the exception that proves the rule. But how many pitchers like start struggling with their arm and can be that good over such long work, such big workloads again? So the thing with Verlander, and this is the weird thing with him, I think we spoke about before, is he's five years older than Degrom. At some point, though, instead of it being like there's so many innings in the arm. It's like there's proof that they're not real. They're not like a real human anymore. And Verlander's at that stage where it's yeah. like he threw 175 coming off of Tommy John surgery and won the Cy Young last year. And it was just like we already had this like mega durability thing with him. Yeah, and then he had and then he had Tommy John and thought, oh, maybe this is the end. And then he came back and he was, if anything, like better than he was before Tommy John. And it's just like, okay, yeah. well, I don't really, I sort of don't care. I'm Kind of like the, the it's like with LeBron or something where you're just sort of like I need to see him like really suck to believe it's actually like happening. Yeah, definitely. And whereas with Degrom, it's, it's sort of the other thing is it's like well, there's he's not proven he's this cyborg once in a generation pitcher at all. No, I mean once in a generation in terms of his production, I suppose, but not in terms of durability. Which to to have a guy pitching until they're basically 40 like and be worth 37 million dollars a year that you do need to have like freakish durability don't you like no nobody's going to be that good at that age no i was just i just had a thing that came to my mind about kershaw and kershaw obviously recently has been this well he's not he's not quite the pitcher he once was because there was a period where he, he might he was going to be like the best pitcher of his generation Last year, 126, 2.28 ERA. 2021, 121, 3.55. 58 in the pandemic season, 2.16. He hasn't pitched 200 innings since he led all of baseball in 2015 with 232. We know the Dodgers have been really careful. There have been some injuries, but no like massive like his arms fallen off things. Yeah. If I feel like that's almost like where I'd be at with DeGrom now. Yeah, and and Kershaw's getting 
one year 20 million and it's it's almost like i don't know maybe because de grom's like super high peak was more recent yeah whereas kershaw was really great like earlier in his 20s wasn't he rather than around his when he was 30 um maybe that's the difference i guess is that people are still remembering that like that's still fresh in people's memory um but when you actually look at it that is that is a few years ago now and to be fair, he was—he is still really dominant when he has pitched, but it's like the when he has pitched is the kind of important bit then. Yeah. So I, I just—I absolutely stunned by this deal. I kind of hope it works out for them because they've now signed a few players, and if it doesn't, they're a team that's like in absolute, like, well, it's not salary cap jail, is it? In baseball, yeah, I mean, but the thing is with the Rangers is they've not even um, like often a team will maybe start being good. Like, they'll have some of their own guys going through and then you add some guys to that. I think it's a good way of doing it. The Rangers haven't even done that really, have they? They've not... They've, they've been rubbish for a while. Um, I guess, like, last time they were good was, like, Beltre and stuff, wasn't it? Like, a, a while back, like, when Beltre was still really good. Um, I mean, it's quite a long time. So they, I think they're like basically... 2012 got, or something. They got bored of being bad, I think, is what happened. Yeah. Um, but rather than actually building or anything, uh, they've just kind of like, okay, we're just going to give all the money out to whoever will come here. Um, I don't know. I don't see it working that well. No. Um, in contrast, I think that Verlander deal is just like awesome. The same way, and this works also for Nimo that I guess we might come on to. With the Mets, you're kind of in this, like, well, if your payroll is almost like a made-up number you can just like the payroll is whatever you want it to be then yeah. it's hard for contracts to be that bad but the fact yeah. that they pivoted from the degrom thing that was like okay fine even even with a blank checkbook you look at that degrom contract and like the checkbook's not that blank <laughs> yeah. i'm not sure but then then the alternative being verlander at that it's okay, fine, Verlander and Scherzer. I mean, it's nuts that those two, being the top two of rotation, is still like the best rotation in baseball. But like, that's where we are. That's how they've aged. Yeah. It is. I mean, like as you say, yeah, not just with that, but obviously the Diaz contract, right, we basically started the off-season, and then the Nimmo contract too, where he's got eight years, 162 million, which, if it wasn't this off-season, that... Would be absolutely huge. That might be like a lot of off seasons recently. That would be the biggest contract handed out. Everyone's um, just gone mental, haven't they? Everyone's just gone absolutely yeah. crazy this off season. But like the Mets, those two particularly, Diaz and Nimmo, I guess, is they are they're keeping their guys to which it more again more just shows how silly the Degrom deal is. They're not yeah. letting guys that that are like key parts of their team walk. Apart from Degrom, because the contract was just too silly. Yeah, even they looked at it and thought otherwise. And the Nimmo one specifically. Um, so twenty twenty two was his first time with over ninety two games since twenty eighteen. Again, like with all this stuff, that includes the pandemic season, where there wasn't an option to play that many games. Um, a contract of this length for a centre fielder, who is, I mean, he is like a, a very plus defensive centre fielder, is a bit scary. He's like yeah. moving into his age 30 season, but he's like, 
I think we spoke about before with his walks, and he's like a he is a like a really good bat for a centre fielder. If he becomes like a corner outfielder that's like passable defensively in like his mid thirties, you're still fine with that. Like the contract's then a bit bloated. But actually, it's not as bad as some of these we've seen. You know, sometimes you see someone that's like a lot of glove, and they yeah. get a long deal, and you're like, well, if they age, if they like have a, a hamstring injury, and they come back and they just aren't can't cover as much ground, that's going to absolutely stink. Yeah. Whereas he's he's is a he's a good solid hitter. You feel like he's a feels like he's a very high floor hitter. I mean, Alan's is career numbers have suggested really is he's like been fairly consistent like always above average a few like really great seasons um, never loads of power I guess but he's like a very nice particularly if you're a team like the Mets I guess where you're basically going to have to spend loads of money and you've got other elite players he's like a very nice player to have like in that lineup. Is one of those contracts that shows that it's like people are playing different sports. Yeah. It's where baseball feels most like the Premier League. Where it's like yeah. the Mets giving him that contract. We're like, oh yeah, that's a nice complimentary yeah. player. Or, Loads or of like, franchises. It, you'd say, be like, that's insane. Well, say, for example, like the Marlins who are like, maybe looking to add someone. The Marlins do that. Um, where's that? I'm just going to have to... Okay. Um, yeah, so if the Marlins want someone like that, as I was saying, I think it wouldn't be a good deal. That's what I mean by being like different sports, really, isn't it? It's like, good deal for the Mets. They're just spending loads of money. Someone like the Marlins that need to kind of add a star or something, giving that amount of money out, it's like, it's, there's just going to be a huge chunk of their payroll and it's like not going to really push them over the edge, probably. Um yeah, let's move on um, before we run out of time. Do you have um, any other big big deals you want to talk about specifically? I mean, I guess we've covered the huge ones so far. Maybe just looking down this list, I swear we've had some off-seasons recently where like some of these that like 40s, 50s, 60s were like the biggest deals getting handed out. And there's loads of those. So two that stood out to me were Jameson Tyon, 68 million over four years with the Cubs, and Tyon Walker, Tyjon Walker even, four and 71 to the Phillies. And both of them are like fine pitchers. Yeah. Fine. There's a cat going absolutely crazy in here. So I thought that was like a load of noise in the background. Um, so... Tyon, 4.2 expected DRA, like with good command, but like just like a, an okay season, like really, really average, apart from like he's got really, yeah, he, he doesn't walk many. Um, the only thing I could see is like if they're like, oh, his curveball's been really effective, maybe they're going to like ramp that up a lot. Tyjon Walker, like put it this way, his baseball savant page is just like blue. There's loads of different shades of blue. Apart from he doesn't walk that many people. Good split and slider. So maybe like they go a bit more heavily off speed. But like he, he seemed to ride his luck effectively like last season. I remember like because I was writing things through the year. Well, 
covering his starts or whatever. And it was always, it doesn't make sense that he's getting the results he is. He's the kind of pitcher that like would have been two years, 25, I think, genuinely. And he got four yeah. and 71. Yeah, that that is excessive, isn't it? I think is, as you say, isn't that, he's not even like a lot of his career before last season, he was not even good, was he? I mean, not. I mean, not really anything like to write home about. Not a four-year commitment. No, although I guess it seems like that's just back. That's just standard, maybe now. Like that's those are the kind of things that show like how the market shifted since last year. Yeah, almost more than the big ones because the big deals. There's obviously a huge amount. I mean, all of them, but the big ones, it just feels like which teams are involved, who's like willing to be a bit like sillier than the other, like in a deal. Yeah. Because they're so massive. Like it mat. I think it matters a lot. But going from a deal like, say, Turner would have been nine and 250 maybe, or eight and 250, and that people would have pushed the AV up is like it sounds like the Phillies went longer and maybe brought the AV down a bit, or even with Judge. The Padres apparently came in with an even bigger offer. Like, there's a little bit of just sort of like circumstantial thing, but there's like yeah. you said, there's just inflation across the board here. Deals that the last few years just were not getting handed out. Yeah, I mean, it's the one with length as well, isn't it? That are probably concerning for those teams because you can always have someone a couple of years like doesn't work out. It's not gonna. Like ruin you too much. Um, yeah, should we? Maybe we should talk about what the Giants did instead of getting Judge. What Mitch Hanniger? Yeah, I, I mean, we've got to talk about Giants. I mean, we do every time. Well, they have kind of been at the centre of this off season without actually doing anything. Yeah, I mean, their favourites to get Correa now in a lot of places I'm seeing, but uh, we also had Kodai Senga. That, we, that I just sort of thought we'd mention as well. There's another Mets deal where it was just like, oh, we could get another starter. And they gave him 75 million. That, was that a long one as well? Uh, yeah, five years. Yeah, no, no, he's never even pitched in the majors. I mean, although it's Japanese, isn't he? Yeah, the, then we had the Red Sox doing the 90 million for Masataka Yoshida which seemed, across my Twitter feed anyway, people were just baffled by it. Um, there just feels like there's been a lot of deals of that ilk. Yeah. Just really big ones. I mean, um, like unnecessarily big. Bassett has ended up going to the Blue Jays. Train one. I mean, that felt more reasonable than a lot of the others to me. Yeah, I mean, he did have a really good year. Um, and there's there's a lot of stars that have gone off the mark, haven't they? And it's I don't know. I feel like with some of these like non-elite starters, um, you really can like depend so much on like the season you've just had. The contract you get, and even then, like maybe that's not even the best reflection of it, because um, a lot of these guys as well, like ch like they'll change so much depending on what team they're going for. These days, with like teams messing around with pitch mix and everything, 
Yeah. We've seen it so much where a starter will go to a different team and be a completely different player. Um, so even these, if you're just judging on who they've been at their last team. It doesn't necessarily indicate It's anything. very hard to know. Like, yeah. Um, That's what I wonder when I see these contracts that are surprising. Is like, what have they seen? Is there something else there yeah. that they think they can have work on? Have they seen on? something or have they just gone, let's spend loads of money? Because some of it feels like that. And I feel like part of the reason for the inflation is, lo- obviously all the guys we've spoken about, and there's some more, to be honest, but there's lots of really good walk years. Yeah. There's lots of players you've gone there that would have hyped them up in a way that like... Yeah. It felt like that's the thing the last few years that wasn't such a big factor too. Yeah. Like there are a few guys... I'm trying to think of the examples now. Maybe last year was there were a bit more like some bigger ones, but I... Do just rem- I remember a few of like guys having great walk years and then still just not getting a lot because they hadn't been good before that. Teams are kind of keyed up to that was a mistake. And th- these won't all be mistakes, I'm sure, but some of them feel like there might be. And I wonder how that's affecting... So Swanson and Radone both fall into that category. And they're both looking for like deals basically between like a bit shorter yeah. than Turner and Bogart's but longer, like, probably they're looking like around the Nimmo range, I think, both of them. Yeah. And the Radone obviously has had now two good years. Last year he was like Cy Young, fringy, good. Yeah. But not a good track record of being available. Yeah. Swanson had a year where his production was really good, but there's nothing really to suggest he's like that guy, like long term. And he hasn't been that guy much yeah. before. Two guys that have like really... Like most of their time, like pre-free agency, they've been inconsistent, and then they've just managed to put it all together, like just before they fit free agency. And it, yeah, it's hard to know what to do with that because I mean, I know that there's so many examples of guys that have done that, and then you get a big contract, and they're just not anywhere near that level. So sometimes even guys that have done it for a couple of years. Um, but like before that, they just weren't elite. They were just like a guy. Suddenly, have a couple of great years, given the contract, and then they are bad. You know, not a factor. Yeah, and whereas with Correa, who's like the the biggest fish remaining, if you like, um, he, I assume, is going to be looking at like thirteen years now. Who's younger than these guys? And we spoke about before that, like his all-round kind of pedigree is a slight notch above the other yeah. shortstops that hit the market. It, maybe he'll go for the short contract again. Although keeping do, doing that is risky because there's a chance he gets injured. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, if you're talking about like comparing himself to the other shortstops that have already gone off the market, he's going to want like 13 years. 350, well, I would have thought. 13 years, sorry? 13 years, 350. Yeah, at least. I, I was thinking about it, of like what the, that would make the average salary, but it might be more than that. He could, like, I mean, I'm sure if I was... 30 million, and Trey Turner's AAV is 27. If like, I was representing him, I would basically be looking for like something around Aaron Judge. Probably, you'd probably have to go longer to get the same 
total dollars, but that's probably what he's looking at. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll see, I guess, if he gets it or not. Um, and we'll we'll be back to podcast about it when they do or not get it, I guess. Does that make any sense? Yeah, probably. Hanniger yeah. was, you mentioned Hanniger briefly, that he was one of the ones that didn't have the mega walk here. And that meant that he didn't quite get join in with this, like. Yeah, he, he's got like a reasonable deal. I mean, he had a down year, really, last year. I mean, he didn't play that much, actually. Um, but then he's a guy that has just been, I mean, he's had like lots of power. I mean, 39 homers in 2021. And just a solid defender, isn't he? Yeah. He's just one of those that's just like, he's a good player. Not spectacular. Um, but yeah, I, when they did that, that was the night before. That was the same night, was it? that? Um, who was it that said that, that Judge signed with the Giants? It was wrong. John Heyman. Well, at first he said arson, Judge. Oh, yeah. Arson but, Judge is going to the Giants. Yeah, I, maybe he was right. And maybe this is someone called Arson Judge. <laughs> um, but yeah, that when they and then they announced that, and it was like, oh, maybe they're getting both. And it turned out actually that was probably just instead. Because they they did say they would basically need to get a right-handed outfitter, and they obviously did. Um, so Judge being a right-handed outfitter was just quite convenient. If he could be their superstar and the right-handed outfielder, but. They were going to get someone if they didn't get him. Um, should we wrap up now? Yeah, we've covered a lot of it, haven't we? We've covered a lot. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's... I think it's just the, the winter meetings, isn't it? So much has happened. Winter meetings back. Is it the first time in back since the pandemic? In person, yeah. Yeah, that's obviously led to lots of stuff happening. Um yeah, well, there's still more to come and we will be talking about that when it happens. Yeah. So, so look out for more. We'll be back with Korea stuff, probably. Yeah. All right, bye then. Bye. bye.